Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. So basically, uh, I'm going to translate this. Lane Kiffin is saying the Ole Miss fans party too much and don't show up at the damn game on time. SI's Ross Gellinger. This is what happens. I, I, I'm on the fence about the pick. I haven't really made it in my mind, and I talk myself into it or out of it, right, live on the pod. And SI's Pat Forty. I don't know how you fix it, per se. I think they're smart enough. The colleges, they've, they've identified the issues, but they can't fix the issues. Here's Pat, Russ, and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. Everybody is uh, thinking about everyone down in Florida. Got a lot of listeners down in Florida. A lot of games getting moved. Not good. Not good. Uh, And it uh, may curve up to everyone in uh, Georgia, Carolina, Coast, whatever. Not good. We don't like Ian. No. No, Stay as safe as you can down there. Yeah, don't go play out in the waves like some of these videos I'm seeing of people in Fort Myers. There's like four bros, you know, shirtless, got the bathing suit on, jumping into waves as a Category 4 hurricane roars ashore. Like the stupidest thing to do. Yeah, Florida men. Florida Florida men. Florida bros. Don't be them. Just surfing down like 3rd Street. Well, one of them also, one of the videos, you know how they, on a pier, they have the – the barriers around the door of the pier, the entrance to the pier, so you don't climb around. You can't climb around. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, well, he's he climbed over it and then ran, just bolted <laughs> along the pier right into the 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 beast. You know? <laughs> wow, unbelievable. <laughs> just, I mean, look. If you want to do it, just don't expect anyone to come get you. Yeah, that's, that's right. My yeah, thing. right. That's like, right. I, I don't know. Yeah, hey. You know what? There's worse ways to go, I guess, than trying to fight a, a cat four, <laughs> but. Um, just don't expect anyone to go in there after you. That's right. Like you've been warned. You don't need a warning. I was like, the government is telling you not to do this. Like, how about just brain common sense? (laughs) God, I don't know if that's uh, good for swimming out there, but, uh, anyway, uh, that is happening. Um, all right, we're going to pick a bunch of games. Great weekend for games. We've got, uh, five ranked on ranked matchups, which we don't get many weeks. We get one uh or none so this is pretty good so we got some good games to thing we got a couple items to discuss before uh let's get an update from ross who has been uh working up in chicago at the playoff meetings anything new to report uh i know there's nothing official to report but you're working behind the scenes are we are we getting this playoff what is happening yeah i you know we expected really no final decisions or no real news to be shared, at least shared publicly. Um, but, uh, and that's exactly what happened. But I, I think there are a couple of things to kind of glean uh, from from this, from the meetings of, of the CFP commissioners. They, they met basically 10 hours over two days. They met about eight hours, seven, eight hours yesterday, two or three hours uh, Wednesday morning. Um, so Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. But uh, I think one thing to glean is they're collaborating together more than we've seen in the past, there seems to be a different atmosphere, a collegiality, a little more. Evidenced by Tuesday night, they all went to dinner together here in Chicago, all together, which 
wasn't something that happened all the time, especially the last year. It didn't happen that often, I don't believe. So there seems to be a better atmosphere. So that's one thing, and that's a positive thing. And then the second thing is they did get into the weeds a little bit uh, in talking about certain aspects of expansion. And they didn't share what the weeds were. I haven't necessarily found out what those weeds weeds are. Um, and I don't know that they'll share much about it. But it, those two things together, the collegiality and collaboration together back, and then them actually getting deep into some some. Uh, uh, concepts and some dates and things tells me that they're they're they are really serious about getting this thing done early in 24 or 2025. I'm convinced that you know there's three options on the table here. Number one is and it's in the, it's the best option for all of us is to have a playoff start in 24. And number two is 25. And number three is the latest is is 26. So everything there's a lot of optimism. I'll tell you that there's more optimism than I've ever seen. I, uh, I, I, my, my theory here, I, I could well be wrong, is that, yeah, they think they can get it done. And a lot of, some of the initial fussing of, oh, it's going to be tough to do, man, it's going to be really hard to turn around by 2024 is like the contra- contractor that comes to your house to like put in windows. And he's like, ah, yeah. I don't know if we can get it done yeah. in a week, but we're going to try. And they're going to make themselves hey, look hot, heroic then for getting it done. Exactly. Yeah. Undersell yeah. and over deliver. That's my guess. Uh, the idea that this would be the crew that would undersell and overdeliver is hysterical. <laughs> like, well, you don't, 20, I mean, you don't have to try to lower expectations. Twenty-five years too late. We finally yeah. got around. To it. <laughs> and 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 after almost delivering sixteen months ago, and then not delivering. Yeah, all right. I, I, but point hey, taken, hey, would, but. I don't care. I'm done making fun of them. Just just get the playoff <laughs> thing. Done. You're not done, done making, making fun, fun of them. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's that was a lie. That was a lie. Ross, did anyone at the meeting stop you and think you were Matthew McConaughey? Did anyone? Uh, no, no, I did not get stopped in in mistaken. Uh, nor have I ever gotten stopped oh. or mistaken for Matthew McConaughey. This has taken on a life of its own. On it social has. media, a lot yep. of people in agreement. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Sean, producer Sean Anderson, I think you came up with something for us here. I did, yes. Okay, it, it took a, it took a little bit, but I, I I drew on some inspiration from the last episode. Okay, what do you got? I could just uh, play it right All now. Right, go go ahead. Hear it. Yeah, this is gonna be good. I hate to be a traditionalist, but to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to. What is that? Whatever it is we look forward to. Going to the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving <laughs> night. Whoever it is we're chasing. I've had multiple people reach out to that. I say, amen. <laughs> Woo! To that, I say, all right, all right, all right. Come on, man. I don't <laughs> sound like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, you. all right. Uh, that's, that's producing excellence right there by Sean Anderson, because that overlay, I'm telling you, we're on to something here. Wait, was there a McConaughey in there, too? It was, at times, confusing trying to mix the clips, because I did... Confuse Ross with McConaughey. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely trying to. Mix no it way. Together. So there was parts of that which was Ross and parts <laughs> yes. of McConaughey. Oh yes. my goodness, that's the that's the whole. Get thing. the hell out of here, Dan. Get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's been it's been at least four to five different people on on Twitter and, and, and independent of each other, and I've never yeah. gotten that before ever. Well, there you go. There we go. Worst, right. See worst if you things to be called. Money. There, there are. There are much worse things to be called. I agree on that. Yeah. Uh, we have worse things. All right. So, so we have uh, we have that. All right. Well, glad we got that out of the way. Good work, producer. Sean. Yeah. I was not sure where it started and where it ended. I, I doubt <laughs> that he talked glowingly about Matt McConaughey was going to the Egg Bowl growing up in Mississippi like you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where does but, McConaughey end and Ross begin? That's yeah, the new but question. other than that, I couldn't get a whole lot out of that. Uh, I know you did do the all right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. So, all right, there you go. Good stuff. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this ongoing saga. All right, we're going to get to the games, but a couple of, I think, interesting uh, things. One was Elaine Kiffin this week. Uh, at it was asked about the importance of the uh, rowdy crowd, the home crowd. Uh, Old Miss is hosting, uh, is ranked 14th. They're hosting number seven, Kentucky. It's a huge game for both programs. The stadium sold out. They're going to stripe it up like uh, 
Tennessee does. They got it's it's a big weekend in, in Oxford. And and uh I don't know if the question was kind of looking for that just basic, yeah, it's important, can't wait for our fans or not. But the quote that came out of Lane was read it here for you. Uh, was basically complaining uh, or, or noting that you have to pre- he had to prepare his players for the lack of atmosphere at the beginning of the game and at the start of the second half and sometimes late in the game. He says you come out before the game or halftime and you run out the tunnel and it looks like a high school game playing in a college stadium. You can't let that affect you. There is a psychology to that. Uh, there is a home field advantage for a reason. When it goes the other way, you kind of have this feeling, are we still playing in a game here? The players have to fight that. So basically, uh, I'm going to translate this. Lane Kiffin is saying the old Miss fans party too much and don't show up at the damn game <laughs> <Shocking>. on time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is what he's saying. He's right. I mean, it's Ole Miss, right? That's the that's the tradition. We win the that's tailgate. The we win, the, win tailgate. the tailgate. That's right. I'm he sure he right. would like to win the first quarter and the third quarter with full stands too. So I I understand what he's trying to do, but you're fighting a lot of tradition and a lot of Grove fun there. And he uh, he gets this from his his uh, former boss, right? Remember a couple oh, of years yeah. ago, Nick Saban, right? And it seemed like every, it seems like once every season or two. Saban comes out with with one of these to the fans. Uh, when you look up at halftime, Alabama's up on some opponent, you know, forty five to nothing, and uh, the student section specifically at Alabama just clears out. And I've been plenty of Ole Miss games to know that the the Grove waits for no one. And uh, at <laughs> halftime, if even if it's a close game, they're back there and they're partying it up. And sometimes I don't blame them, but you would think in a game of this magnitude, two undefeated teams, top fifteen or so matchup that they would come and they would support throughout the whole game. And I'll be there. So I'll be on watch and I will be at the Grove before and after. Yes. Oh, maybe not during. <laughs> Although you never know. Maybe he goes. Know. That's right. All right. So is this, is this a, is this is a big problem. I, I don't know if a big problem, this is a problem. I personally, if a fan wants to go and never walk in the stadium, I mean, I'm not going to tell them, Sometimes, look, I've been to games and I'm happier sitting at the tailgate. You got a tent, you got the TV, whatever. Some of these games are horrible. I mean, I'm sorry, but when they're playing Central Arkansas, you really want people to sit around for four hours in the 100-degree heat and watch Ole Miss crush Central Arkansas? College football fans are kind of sold a con because they're given so many bad games and so many lopsided games, and they're told... Just take it, show up, pay all this money, and this is what you have to go to. And the kind of the sale is, well, you get these great tailgates and this beautiful place to go, and you're back on this campus that some of you went to and all this stuff. But the product in terms of competitiveness is only good maybe three or four of the games. Maybe more. Depends on kind of what you are. But so I don't don't really blame a bunch of Ole Miss fans Sitting through, let's say they played Tulsa, I think, last week. Let's say it's hot. You're up two TDs on Tulsa, and you're like, I can go back to the Grove and sit under a tree and have a couple drinks. But schools have tried to do everything they can to change this, including Ole Miss. And it doesn't seem to be working, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, there are party decks now instead of stands better Wi-Fi, there's DJs that kind of guide the game, LED lights, the shows after the third quarter, the sing-along songs, the uh, Ole Miss itself has like a brew house in the stadium. Uh, they're doing everything they can to keep you there. You can buy alcohol now in the stadium. I mean, that was what was killing them is people. That's, were, yeah, that's one of the biggest things there. They were getting hammered till midway through the first quarter because they didn't know they could make it three three hours. <laughs> and um, God forbid three hours without a drink. Yeah, that's right. And now uh, now they've got it. So I don't know what what are your, what are your thoughts on this, Pat? I think it's kind of funny. I Lane is not the only coach or AD upset that their their fans are more into the party than the football. Yeah, no, but you know what? This somewhat to a degree goes to the point we talked about on the last pod and we have talked about many other times. It's like you're you're like trying to fight New, New Year's Eve. The party's going to win 
the party almost always wins, especially with the younger fans. So that's the the uh, the impediment there. I think selling alcohol in the stadium gives you a chance, but the other the other big factor that you mentioned is is play, just playing a bunch of non competitive games. And fans like to see their team win, but mostly they you know if, if when the game's in hand and it's not interesting, they'll check out. And so that's on the schools for how they schedule. Um, that's the choice or the trade-off they have to make, all right? It's, is, is it going to be good for us to schedule three bad teams for wins? Okay, yes, but it's also going to hurt our stadium atmosphere. Okay, well, if that's that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. I don't know if there's a solution. I really don't, especially with the college-age crowd. Uh, you know, the, the, the attention spans are different. Uh, the ability to just sit there and look at a football game for three and a half, four hours, also game length is a problem. They do nothing yeah. but get longer every year in college football. Uh, and that's, you know, you're asking a lot from people that aren't used to sitting still and watching something for that long. So I don't know how you fix it per se. I think they're smart enough. The colleges, they've, they've identified the issues, but they can't fix the issues. They have. Yeah, they have. And, and we, we've seen some schools going away from the big neutral site games and having those games home and home, you know, at home. Gosh, remember, like, you know, there was a 10, 12, 15 year stretch where, the big thing to do was go play at some neutral site. Your biggest get your biggest non-conference games were at some neutral site instead of catering your catering to your home fan and your home community and your your home stadium. And now we're seeing that kind of come back. Uh, we do have some neutral sites, but a lot of schools are starting to now go with the non-conference uh, home and home. And then we've seen the increase in conference games. I mean, we talked about a little bit, you know, SEC for instance. You know, it's there it seems to be barreling toward uh, a nine-game conference schedule. And, and so, you know, you add and you give your season ticket holders and, and your home crowd another good game. So, like you said, they, they have identified the issues, the opponent, the lack of alcohol, the stadium comfort there. But you're right, uh, it's, it's so hard to get people, people there um, and to stay there. But uh, yeah, but I do, think they've, I do think they've solved a lot of those comfort problems or they're doing their best. Um, I think the game competitive is the big thing. Look, NFL fans uh, drink just as much as college fans, if not more, but they don't have this. This is not a thing. Right, because the games are all close. The games are close. Yeah. yeah. The games are always competitive. You almost always have a chance to come back. Uh, you certainly at halftime, you're never really, out, almost rarely out of it. In those games, you don't have any fans show up. You know, when you got, you're in one of those – Jacksonville seasons last year or something. No one's coming the first place, but I think I think that's the huge thing. And then yeah, the other parts are just hard to do. One thing about NFL stadium is generally speaking, I mean, it, 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 let's just take Ole Miss. A good thirty to forty percent of the people in the stadium are within walking distance of their house, <laughs> right? Yeah. So they can leave and just walk home to their fraternity, their sorority, the their dorm. Right, and then there's all the bars and all this stuff. If you're at MetLife Stadium, you know it's 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 not easy to just bail out. And B, and then B, if you want, yeah, you want to walk to bars or go back to the Grove where it's really nice and spend the rest of the day watching TV. That's better than the parking lots of of NFL stadiums for the most part. But they're not, you know, they don't drink any less. I mean, have you seen Bill's Mafia? Oh God, <laughs> um, no, I think they there. drink more. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe some of this will go, but yeah, pretty interesting. Cause I agree. It's, it's a thing, but I just don't blame the fans. I attended a game as a fan this year. It was about 95 degrees. It was a Michigan game. Uh, I am not a Michigan fan, so I'm just sort of there to watch college football and be with some friends, the TV timeouts. It's, it's, I know they yeah. talk about the clock stoppage uh, and the game action. And, and that is a factor. And maybe you can peel a couple minutes off or, peel some i'm not necessarily opposed to like enough with the stopping of the clock all the time but those tv timeouts just feel long yeah and it's like every time they stop playing go we have a media timeout the whole place groans because it's like oh <laughs> right four and a half minutes of just sitting here grilling yeah. in the sun isn't mm -hmm. it three three and a three a quarter and in each of them are two to three minutes right well, I mean, at least two to three minutes yeah it's it's uh it, it's you know there's a there's a couple of stories just in the last year written about you know the future of game clock rules and steve shaw's talked about it quite a bit and i think you know we're gonna have some changes coming especially with the playoff 
the playoff is going to trigger some changes for game clock and try to shorten the game. And I think there, there are two changes they've looked at now for over a year that I think are coming. And one of them is when you get a first down, as soon as the ball is snapped, then the clock stops. And after an incompletion, as soon as the ball is spotted, the clock begins. Now, that's going to be a tough one with coaches. Uh, but the, the key is the real issue is freaking TV timeouts. It's yeah. You work with the networks and say, hey, and I think I, I believe Seth Emerson, the athletic, wrote a story about this and mentioned this in there is that the network is open to ESPN is open to having like dual mid game in game ads so that maybe you take out a commercial or two like that'd be great like that's the that's the real reason you know honestly is 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 the TV timeouts and I know you know college offenses college throw the ball around a lot so if you do the incompletion rule boy you you sh- combine with the TV stuff you'll be shaving off get shave off ten to fifteen minutes a game pretty easy it'll be think- quicker. And yeah. uh, go ahead, Pat. No, I just think that would make a big difference. 10 to 15 yeah. minutes would be an appreciable difference. I don't One know if the- they'll get that much off that, but yeah. they might. I don't know. I, the TV timeout to me is worse because as slow as the game is, like when the game is on, you know you're just waiting for like the the, the play clock. Right. And they're usually not running the play clock all the way down. So like the game is happening, but when they stop it, it's just dead. And they have yeah. so much time. They're bringing out the the field hockey team, or the you know the this this or yeah, this, all the people whose programs you want to get rid of. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're bothered. No, that, they bring out. It takes <laughs> takes a long time. It takes. A long time. Anyway, old Miss you, fans. You and don't. Shane Beamer though trying to you know Shane Beamer oh, shooing Shane the female Beamer athletes off, off the field. That's right. Damn yeah. right. Priorities, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not good because that was like the honoring of Title Nine. Yeah, yeah. He's was, like, get off my football field. Tough. It's tough. Uh, well, someone's paying the bills there. Someone's paying mm-hmm. the bills. The I don't forget what I was going to say. Eddie. Oh, Ole Miss fans. Okay, load up, but then just get in. Get in the stadium. Don't let poor Lane feel d- 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 and the, and the Rebels feel bad when they come out the halftime. That's right. Bring get your, your drinks. Get to the brew pub. Get the, they added mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty point of sale things inside the Vaught Hemingway Stadium. They've got uh vendors now. They get 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 your get your drink on. Sure. Do whatever you need. You know, gummies, whatever you got. I think those things still <laughs> is that still illegal in Mississippi? I think it is. Uh gummies? I uh, yeah, I don't think gummies are legal in, in the old sip. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, go up the okay. The video by the way, Lane, let me speak to Lane and Ole Miss for a second. There's a couple things happening here um, that I think shows Lane's frustration uh, with with Ole Miss and Oxford at times. This is one of them. Obviously, the fan issue, which is a big deal to any coach. I mean, it's a home field advantage, and if it's not good enough, you know, why would you stay at the school? There's a second thing going on at Ole Miss and in Mississippi and in certain states. It's going on a lot of a lot of schools, and we've talked about it. I think on the show a month or so ago. There's nil in the collectives. No, they're having an issue there. And actually on Friday, I've heard that they're making some co- announcement about a Ole Miss collective, a new collective, a rebranding the of their collective, you know, whatever, the Grove. Yeah, the Grove Group or whatever. And, you know, that's it's been a struggle there. So, man, you want, you, you know, Ole Miss, you want to keep your coach and keep your coach happy, show up to the game, start taking the collective NIL stuff seriously. Because, man, I, I'm telling you, he's, he's going to have – he wins nine, ten games again this year. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to leave. Well, it wouldn't be the first time Ole Miss lost a coach to Auburn. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I don't know how much better of a job that is, but it is better. I would think it is better. So, Yeah, I, I, I mean, and look, I think Lane had a little bit of the wandering eye last year. He's always had the wandering yeah. eye. That's who he's yeah. been throughout his yeah. career. So, <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> I, I uh, meant for job purposes. Joey Freshwater, is that? Uh, I, cut, I was cut. talking about his professional <laughs> nomadic tendencies. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. You. Uh, he did tweet out today. Uh, this is the anniversary of the time uh, in in part in in an effort to to troll uh, his boss Al Davis 
when he was the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. He sent out uh, Sebastian Janikowski to attempt a 76-yard field goal. <laughs> I love, I love the video of that. And I don't. Is it a uh, Phil? Uh, is it Phil Sims? Maybe is the color analyst. And he says, he says, the wins against him. Like it's like it's like the worst idea ever to begin with. And then Phil Sims is like piling on top. Like by the way, it's seventy six only- yards in the wind is against him. It was only about 15 to 20 yards short. Yeah, it was at least 15 um, yards short. Other than that, yeah. it, was, it was right there. One of the great moments in NFL. Would have been like, good for I'm 55. I'm getting fired anyway. <laughs> F it. Let's try. Let's see if Sebastian can hit it from 76. <laughs> it makes you feel better, Dan. It would have been good from about 58. So mm-hmm. there you go. God bless him. All right, let's pick these games. Might as well start with uh, Ole Miss. Uh, they are hosting Kentucky, number seven Kentucky. The game is at noon, much to the chagrin uh, of uh, an 11 a.m. local time, uh, much to the uh, disappointment of the Ole Miss fans. That's a tough one. Big game on campus and get the 11 a.m., but play time after. We've got uh, Ole Miss giving seven, seven-point favorites. Kentucky's ranked higher, but uh, Vegas likes Ole Miss. Pat, who do you like? Seven is too much. I am taking Kentucky and the points there. Kentucky comes into the game as the second worst rushing offense in the SEC, only ahead of Mississippi State, which doesn't even try. Uh, But that's going to (laughs) change because Kentucky's uh, running back, star running back, Chris Rodriguez, is back from his suspension. After running for 1,400 yards last year, that's a game changer. They're going to have some balance to their offense for the first time this year. Will Levis is a legitimate quality quarterback. Their defense is good. Ole Miss needs to run the ball this year. Their their, their passing game hadn't been great. So I, I think this factors in well for Kentucky to cover, possibly even to win outright. But I am definitely taking the cats and the points here. Yeah, I um. I, it, it this this feels like no respect for the Wildcats seven point seven point underdog. I know it's on the road and all that stuff, but man, no respect for Stoops in the uh, in his football school. I mean, it just uh, it shocked me when I saw the the spread here. I, I'm I'm in agreement with Pat. I, I think the Wildcats cover if not if not win. I I I think I ended up picking Ole Miss to win, but I, I just expect it to be a a really tight game in a in a hopefully if. Lane Kiffin uh, gets his way. A, a great atmosphere there in Oxford. Sean? I might be a Lane Kiffin apologist. It's just I, I, I like him on the sidelines. I like what he does. I think he's going to drop some stuff against Kentucky mm-hmm. and have him on the ropes pretty early here. I'm going with Ole Miss to cover uh, the seven. And then I think he's going to inspire the crowd to come out for at least the first half. So <laughs> if they can build up a, a big enough lead there, then maybe they can hold on to it in the second Then half. they can all leave at halftime. Yeah, I think go. they'll do their best. The problem is the traffic jam from Memphis has already started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so That's, just getting to, into that stadium yeah. Yeah. at 11 a.m. I mean, you know, I don't know how many of our listeners have been to old. There's like one road in and one road out. So uh, you may you may be uh, surprised to know the state of Mississippi doesn't have the, uh, the most highways and infrastructure uh, in the country. So. Uh, this will be a little tough. All right, here's the thing about this. I would pick Kentucky and the points, but I am going to take Ole Miss. It's because when Vegas does this, we've talked about it a few times this year, when the lower-ranked team is, uh, particularly if they're not ranked, is dramatically higher than the than the higher-ranked team, Vegas is all over this thing, and they're usually right. They have a remarkable record at time. So I am going to take Ole Miss, uh, not – uh, solely because uh, I don't want to be kicking myself saying I know this trick and I fell for it again. So I certainly could see Kentucky covering and winning, but I'm going to take uh, Mississippi Rebels. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and JJ discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW.
Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Uh, all right. Number 22, Wake Forest. And good on the voters for not dumping Wake Forest out. Yeah. But um, I, I think you just did the fix to the fix, Dan. So what did they fix the fix? <laughs> yeah. Out of those casinos don't get smaller out there. They don't get smaller. <laughs> No, they don't. I've, I've been going to Vegas for a long time, and every time it's a, they get bigger. Uh, number 22, Wake Forest at number 23, Florida State. Nice little ACC game. Florida State is a seven-point favorite at home. Ross? Same thing. Seems, seems so high to me uh, of a spread. We just saw Wake Forest go toe-to-toe with with Clemson. And I know Clemson's not maybe the dominant team that we are used to from years past. But, um, man, seven points just seems like a big spread. Sam Hartman obviously been playing extremely well. I mean, blew up Clemson in the secondary uh, last week. And and I I look for something similar to happen. Uh, So give me me the Demon Deacons. I I don't necessarily think that means Wake's going to win, but I think they'll keep it within a touchdown. Yep, I agree. Uh, I was there. I watched Wake play Clemson, and I mean, Wake's a legit team. They 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 went so long being illegitimate that people have been slow to give them the credit for the for building a program. And it's a really good quarterback, really good receivers, good offensive line that held up against a Clemson defensive front that's elite. And the defense is getting better. It's good enough. Now, I mean, they got to deal with six foot seven Johnny Wilson going deep against them, and that could be a bit of a problem, but seven is too much. Wake absolutely covers, quite possibly wins outright. For this year, this is uh this is my dream ACC championship game. Uh, I'm hoping they uh they can make a run here, both of these teams. I'm taking Wake Forest here. I thought they showed me a lot versus Clemson, just fighting with them the entire game and then going into overtime. I know they lost, but that's a team that can ride a loss into momentum, and not a lot of teams can do that. That's what I'm seeing from them. And then Florida State's no no team to sneeze at, but uh, I'm going with Wake Forest to cover the seven. Sean, how old, how old are you? I am 24 years old. 24 years old, and you're spending time on your dreams contemplating <laughs> ACC championship game. <laughs> Clemson's has had a long enough run. I don't <laughs> want to do Your dreams should be much juicier than that. At you, you are the perfect producer for this. But let's expand <laughs> things out. Okay. Thank you for being that obsessed. But um, we appreciate yeah. your monomania, but go ahead and bring it You're single up. and 24. You're allowed to dream about the other stuff. Uh, I'm taking Wake. Uh, give me seven. That's a nice team. They burnt me last week, although mainly it was Clemson's fault for not converting the two point conversion. Uh, on True. that game is at uh, 3 30 on ABC. Also at 3.30, Alabama Crimson Tide, number two in the country, visiting Fayetteville, uh, number 20, Arkansas. Game is on CBS. Arkansas is getting 17 and a half. Home, big, big home dog. Everyone betting on Alabama. Pat, back to you. I like the hook. Give me the hook. Give me the hogs. That's It's a half point too many. Maybe even three and a half too many. Uh, Alabama has not been a good true road team last year or so far in their one game this year. So I, I unless they can show that they have tightened things up in terms of penalties, execution, uh, taking care of the details, which obviously, you know what, Nick Saban's pretty good at that stuff, so maybe they have, but I'm taking Arkansas and all those points to cover. Man, um, this is this is a tough one because I it it se- again it seems like a lot of points, especially for a home team, especially for a home team that's been playing really well, that has a pretty dynamic quarterback, uh, an offense that can be explosive at times. Seems like a you know a fairly consistent defense and a team that probably should be undefeated. You know if um, if a field goal doesn't uh, you know goes goes just three or four inches, then then the Hogs would probably be undefeated, but. You look at the history of this series uh, wherever, in Fayetteville or in Tuscaloosa, and it is a disaster for Arkansas. I mean, it is just, it is a disaster. You know, I think Alabama's won by at least 19 points in their last three trips to Fayetteville, and they've won by at least 
that much in every single game except last year, which was actually kind of tight, 42-35. I say all this to say that I'm going to say the Hogs are going to somehow cover, uh, even though I just I don't like the pick at all. So I don't recommend it. But give me the hogs for whatever reason. I don't. I don't know what just happened. I know. <laughs> you it, laid out all the reasons ha- Arkansas is going to get I, killed, but then said it, you're taking the hogs. This, this is what happens. I, I, I'm on the fence about the pick. I haven't really made it in my mind, and I talk myself into it or yeah, out of it. You did right live on the pod. It's like, hey, last time I did this, you guys made fun of me. In the Texas Longhorns covered. Remember, I was asking That's for a true. true. I called cover. it the fentanyl I was, pick. I the, called it the I fentanyl was hoping pick. for a backdoor <laughs> yeah. cover. I didn't even need a backdoor. No, cover, backdoor so. push. A backdoor. You, <laughs> back you talked yourself into a backdoor push, and then That's right. Texas, pack, and then it paid off for yes, you. It paid this off. Let's hope, let's hope the hogs give me give me seventeen and a half. Uh, give me the hogs. All right, Sean. This game feels a lot like that Alabama Texas game where Alabama's mm-hmm. on the road. And it's a big spread. I don't think Saban liked how they won that game at all. I think that they are going to be locked in for this. I think they cover 17 and a half uh, pretty, pretty handily in this game. So I'm taking Alabama to cover. My rule one is don't bet against Bama because then when you lose, you're sitting there calling yourself a moron. It's not even the financial loss. It's like the the self-esteem loss. Like, how could you be so dumb to pick against this team? Yet I'm going to do it. There you go. Woo pig. 17 Join and a half. Us. Yeah. Woo pig. Let's do it. There you go. Good. Yeah, that's Are it. we all take, did we all just take the hogs? No, no. Sean, Sean took Alabama. Sean's right. smart. He's, yeah. He's he dreaming of winning the yeah. thing. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Um, all right. Need some I'm, work. Y'all are, everybody's trailing me. Let's just be, let's make that clear. Okay. okay. Well, not, nobody's cloaked in honor here. Number nine, <laughs> Oklahoma State at number 16, Baylor. Baylor Bears are two point favorites. Very, uh, very interesting game in the, uh, in the big 12. That game is at, uh, three 30 as well on Fox. A lot of work to be done. The three 30- 30. 3.30 window is looking pretty juicy. We tell you the, the times when you, you do the apple picking, you do the, the leaf raking, this is not that time. Yeah, not 3.30 okay. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to do the apple, save save it for later, okay? Yes, yes, let's go to the apple orchard, dear. Um, all right, 3.30 at Fox, You like unless you like an apple orchard. Ross, you seem to scoff at that. I don't know. You, you're what an is apple happening? orchard guy. What is happening? <laughs> I don't uh, know. No, I'm not. A, uh, I didn't have an apple today. The CFP put out apples for us. How about that? So, so it's apple really? season. It's apple oh, season. Yeah. They're good right now. It is Thoughtful. apple season. Oh yeah. Thoughtful. I had an apple myself sense. today. It was good. Yeah, uh, well. Number nine, Oklahoma State at Baylor. Uh, Baylor two point favorite. Uh, Ross, who are you picking? A uh, rematch of uh, uh, last year's um, oh, Big right. Twelve championship game that Baylor uh barely pulled out it was an epic game and I kind of I was there and I, it was it was awesome it was one of the better games I've uh I've been to like in my life it was really electric it was awesome atmosphere and I expect the same I expect a really tight game and and I'm gonna you know I think I would pick whoever was at home in this game and so uh give me the Bears to to barely cover that too they've got a great defense Dave Aran has put put together a a sol- another salty defense. That's all he does. It seems like uh, I think they're like twentieth or twenty fourth in the nation in, in total defense, and and they've uh, they've impressed. So give me give me the Bears uh, to cover this one. Uh, that was the most dramatic ending with monster stakes of the entire season last year. I mean, literally l- last play at the goal line tackle to decide who wins the championship and to knock Oklahoma State out of the playoff. I mean, that was incredible drama. And guess what? Oklahoma State's going to remember that, and they're going to come in breathing fire. I think Oklahoma State is a little like Minnesota last week. Haven't played anyone, have steamrolled everyone, and they're just waiting for the chance to show how good they are. I think they're the best team in the Big 12. I think they go in, and they're going to win outright. They will easily cover the spread, and they're going to beat the Bears. Ooh. All right. I think uh, Gundy gets this team really fired up. I'm going with Oklahoma State here. This is a team that is ready to to bounce back after that championship loss last year and then really make a, a true bid uh, for the rest of the season. How else do you set it off by by 
beating number 16 Baylor. I'm taking Oklahoma State in this game. I'm going to take Baylor. They're at home. Uh, Oklahoma State's tough. I mean, they gave a 44 to Central Michigan, and I can't. I know a lot of that was late in the game, but that one's got it's just got some caution. It's hard to know. They played Arizona State. Arizona State's a disaster. I'm going to take Baylor. They're at home solely. This this is a pretty much a pick them to me, but if I, I'll take two points in the home team. Uh, all right, NC State, number 10. Huge game for Dave Dorian's program. NC State, sneaky good program. At number five, Clemson. Clemson, uh, six and a half point favorites. How about that? Only six and a half as a home favorite. Uh, Clemson, of course, survived. Pat, you saw him last week. Uh, that game is at uh, 7.30 on ABC. Uh, Pat, who you got? Oh, boy. It's a tough one. But I think the combination of the factors... Clemson at home, Clemson at home at night. NC State has not played a super rigorous schedule. It's not terrible. I mean, Texas Tech, they they won, but that was at home. Their, their only road game was at East Carolina, and they would have lost if East Carolina's kicker hadn't missed an extra point in a field goal. So I'm not sure it's a great road team, and they're going into the toughest road environment in the ACC. I am not betting against Clemson giving less than a touchdown to anyone in that league. You know, when a team has a game like Clemson had last week, you know, like a really tough road game where it comes down to the wire and you gut it out and you've, you know, because of it, you've got your stars feeling great. Like, you know, Shipley had a great game and DJ Uyalungagale had a great game. And uh, I, I think it just gives you some motivation, some fire for the whole season, including the next week. And and I think this is what what's going to happen. And, so give me the Tigers uh, at home to to cover this one. But you're right, Dan. You know, Dave Dorian, it kind of goes a little uh, under the radar. I mean, he's he's had like three nine-win uh, seasons in the last five years. He's got them playing really well. And this kind of feels like their year uh, in preseason. It kind of always felt like their year. And then, of course, they opened up with East Carolina and almost got beat, probably should have. Um, didn't play really well. And uh, this is the game everybody was circling. It's here, and I think Clemson not only wins, but but covers the six and a half. NC State, uh, they they scorned me early on on my first ever show with you all. Uh, <laughs> I had them as my lock of the week versus ECU, and I am, uh, I'm I'm going to take that with me forever. So I am not going to take <laughs> NC right, State bitterness, in this game. Bitterness factor. I'm taking, okay. <laughs> I'm taking Clemson at night, at home. It, to me, it just makes too much sense, and I think they're going to win by seven pretty easily. I like having a fellow bitter better. All right. Clemson is terrible in the secondary. Uh, Devin Leary is supposed to be an NFL prospect. However, NC State ranks 95th in passing yards per game. Leary is at only 222 uh, and a half a game, nine TDs, two picks. I think you, NC State has to exploit the secondary. I don't know if that will happen. If Leary was a little sharper early, I'd maybe I'd go with it. Could be wrong. Um, but yeah, you give me the history, the might of the program, Death Valley at night, the whole deal. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Clemson to uh, to to uh, win and cover on this thing. But huge, huge night for NC State. They are under the radar always. Uh, they would get out of the radar really quick if they beat uh, Clemson on the road front everybody watching on uh on saturday night all right lock of the week time i think we've been okay at these yeah that's, that's i'm two and two thin, <laughs> you know, i mean that's that's better than everything else well we so get to our, choose you know, i mean we gotta you know we're, we're yeah. obligated to pick these games our my wyoming came through factor. last week that was easy yeah yeah easy my my them. lock last week was a disaster Picked Boise to cover a pretty big spread, and they got trucked by Utah. Told you not to mess with the Sun Bowl. I picked the SMU yeah. to cover. Sonny Dykes came into town and whipped them up. Yep. Is anyone going to pick UConn? I think they're getting 24 and a half against, uh, now that they apparently are going, the staff is considering, <laughs> this is according to Joe Aruda of the Hartford Current. The staff is considering playing a six-foot, 300-pound defensive lineman, Jelani Stafford. He is he could be their running back. <laughs> Make it happen. Now, I don't game, know yeah, I w- if this I will result it. in lots of yards, 
But there are some horrified linebackers out there <laughs> and cornerbacks. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see it, but that's that, that's one very one more good reason never to bet on UConn and certainly not to cover any number. Okay. Who are they playing? I don't even know who they're playing. I don't I know. I'm so excited about this guy. Oh, Fresno. Fresno is visiting. Ooh, yeah. Return game of Fresno just obliterating them out in the valley. Oh, know, that was last ugly year. last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who you got? What's your lock of the week, Pat? Uh, I am going road dog in the Big Ten. Illinois, who is pretty mm-hmm. salty, is getting eight and a half at Wisconsin, who is pretty bad. I am going to take the Illini to cover that. Thank you for giving me more than a touchdown there. That's going to be a low-scoring slog. Illinois' defense is really good. Like, one of the top two or three in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin is just, they're a bad team. I mean, they got beaten by at home by Washington State. They got destroyed by Ohio State. Those are the only two good teams they played. Their other wins are fluff. Illinois is one blown defensive possession at the end of the game against Indiana for being undefeated. They should be undefeated. They dominated their other three opponents. I'm going to take the Illini to certainly cover, possibly win outright. Eight and a half. Certified lock. The Illini to Indy bit is uh, is real. <laughs> Might be. Let's see. Uh, Ross? The little town in Starkville, Mississippi this week. Texas A&M visits the Bulldogs. Three and a half, I've got three and a half point favorite Mississippi State. Give me the Bulldogs to cover that three and a half over an Aggies team uh, that offensively has just looked awful. Uh, and I, I don't think the game against Arkansas uh, proved otherwise. Uh, it was a struggle. It was a struggle there. Um, so I, I, I think that uh, – uh, state covers with with real Rogers at quarterback a three and a half just seemed um, seemed pretty small to me so give me Kalanga to uh, to lock it up certified lock a and m just landed uh, another great defensive line recruit David Hicks NIL. out of Katy Texas he don't tell it was not I mean it was no I mean Oklahoma everybody was crystal balling it to Oklahoma and then last. Mm-hmm. What do you know? I mean, sh- we know one thing: there was no nil. That's right. Oh wait, this right. is I, I, Dan, I, uh, I did just see this. It just like came across the wire, and there's a. Now I don't know. Uh, there's a Twitter account, yeah, from Schooner Sooner Scoop. So take this, this, take what you will from this. This reporter is reporting he was told that the Sooner staff was told by Hicks that he was committing to OU. And that Hicks never informed the OU staff that he was flipping to the Aggies. Oh. Cruton, baby. Cruton. Let's yeah, go. SEC. Go. SEC. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, good. I like a little extra spice on that. We'll see. David Hicks, heck of a player, uh, top 15 player in the country. Uh, Sean, who are you picking? I am going with all reliable here so far this season, and that is Oregon State. They are facing up against Utah. They are dogs by 10.5 points. This Oregon State team is covered against Fresno State. They beat one of the best FCS teams, Montana State, by 40 points, and they just covered in a three-point loss versus USC last week. Jonathan Smith and his crew have not let me down so far this year, so I'm taking 10.5 points for Oregon State versus Utah. Certified lock. All right. I'm not picking this one, but it's probably the smart pick. Iowa is uh, getting 11 as a top five opponent. Michigan shows up in Iowa City. The history of that is uh, very good Mm. for Iowa. Iowa generally wins those games outright. So our top five teams go to die is Iowa. And Michigan's been one of them a couple of times. Michigan has been one of them before. And you're giving me 11. But I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that because Iowa is just, I have no idea what's coming with Iowa. Yeah. Um, You just can't bet on them. I am going to take... Maryland giving eight and a half hosting Michigan State. Mm. Uh, I think Michigan State is horrible. And I think this is the week that that becomes readily apparent. Uh, The other thing is uh, uh, Maryland has an excellent offense. So uh, they're averaging 474 yards a game. Uh, Tulia 
Tungavaloa is playing almost mm. as well as his brother. They lost up at Michigan, but made it a good game. Uh, I think Maryland wins this game by a couple touchdowns. Uh, Michigan State's defense and their secondary cannot cover anyone. So I like Maryland in this game more. I'm staying away from that. Iowa's like a Bermuda Triangle of uh, just, a, I don't know what the, I don't know what's going on there. Certified lock. Yeah. Maryland's playing coy with a couple of uh, injuries, including Talia. Uh, they're, they're, he's, he's practicing, but the, uh, now Loxley's been like, oh, we're not sure, but he's been out practicing. So I, I'm not buying that. But uh, Rakeem Jarrett, their receiver, there's there's some question about him as well. So that's one. If you, if you really want to bet it, and we are not betting actual money here other than for this case of beer, wait until close to the game and figure out who's playing. All right. Uh, that, fair enough. I did not know Tulia might not play, but I don't know. I expect him to play. How about ne- Nebraska's favored in a Big Ten game? I, I was tempted <laughs> I was tempted to take Indiana in this one, but it's Indiana. I just don't know whether you can trust them. But I was shocked to see Nebraska's a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Hoosiers. It's a serious pillow fight. Uh, it's a serious pillow fight right there. Yeah, um, yeah, Penn State only twenty six and a half over Northwestern too was. There's a lot of Big Ten is juicy this week. Yeah, it I think is. That would be my backup if uh, that's if, a good one. Yeah, if if Tagliavola can play, I'm taking Maryland. I, I, that's my pick. Okay, but if you don't see that, keep an eye on that Penn State game. Northwestern's awful. They the, are these West teams coming east. They're just the, the yeah. Big Ten West is is a dog. Yeah. I also I'm tempted also Washington only giving two and a half at UCLA. Uh, as I said in the 40-yard dash, UCLA is so desperate to get people in the stands. They are out on Wilshire Boulevard throwing tickets at passing cars at this point. Uh, Friday night game. It'll be fun to watch. Washington, I would pick them because I think they look really good, but it's a first road game. Do they t- tense up a little bit yeah. maybe and play b- below their, their level? Another wild card out there. Georgia Tech, the the week after the fired coach deal. They travel right. to Pitt. Pitt's only uh, given 22. Yeah, that was only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how far yeah, the, the, uh, Georgia the, Tech's the 1990 bad. national champions have fallen, huh? Yeah, yes. that, well, yeah, that's how far they've fallen. They've fired their coach. So, yeah, a lot of times after the firing, I mean, look, they, they've lost to – Let's see. They lost to Clemson 41-10. They lost to Ole Miss 42-0. And they lost to UCF 27-10. They did beat Western Carolina. It's actually not that bad. But I don't know. If Georgia Tech quits, it's an easy opportunity. Yep. So, I don't know. Those are some of our thoughts. Don't take our advice. (laughs) Don't take our advice. Uh, but we'll be back do, with more chess sagas and other things like that. Yeah, but, do come back on Sunday night, Monday, uh, when we overreact to the whole thing and enjoy uh, what should be an excellent day of football. A lot of really exciting games from across the country. That's when the sport's at its best. Uh, we will talk to you later. <laughs>